Today I want to talk to you about sunset and sunrise. Pray and we're going to dive into the word. Father, thank you for this moment. I pray that you speak to us in a very, very beautiful, powerful, specific way in Jesus' name. And everyone said, a man climbs up to Mount Sinai and he wants to get close to God. He's on top of the mountain. He begins to talk to God. He says, God, what is a million years to you? And God said, it's a minute. He says, well, what's a million dollars to you? And God said, it's a penny. The man said, well, can I have a million dollars? And God said, yeah, in a minute. On December the 31st, in a few days, at 4.05 p.m., the sun will set. It'll be the last sunset of 2020. A few more hours after that, we will go into 2021. I want to encourage you on sun setting tonight, sun setting on your life of 2020. I think some of us need a sunset let the sun set on some bad attitudes. I think some of us need to have a sunset on our words and our mouths. I think some of us need to have a sunset on broken expectations, sunset on anger, sunset on bitterness, sunset on for unforgiveness. We need some sun setting in the church. We need sun setting on opinions and assumptions. We need sun setting on wrong thinking. We need sun setting on some weird, passive, aggressive, social media posting with folks that you disagree with. Just, just let the sun set on all that. You need to let the sun set when it's really sun setting. You need to let the sun set on some of your stuff. You need to let the sun set on, I'm taking my boy toys away just like a little boy because I ain't getting my way. You need to let the sun set. Some of you need to let the sun set on broken relationships, on broken marriages. I didn't say divorce. I said you need to sunset it, maybe restart it, not divorce it, but get right with it. Come on, sunset. Somebody say sunset with me. You need a sunset on broken relationships and some broken mor mortgages and broken businesses and somebody needs a sunset. And everything about sunsetting is not bad because when you let some of the sunset on some of your stuff, like attitudes in this room right now, come on somebody. <laughs> healing can take place. You know that healing, you know Jesus healed at sunsets? Listen to the scripture. Luke 4.40 says this, when the sun was setting, somebody say sun setting, when the sun was setting, all those uh, who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed them. I'm believing if you let some sun setting take place in your life, it's going to give room for God to do some healing in our lives, and, and I, anytime I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself too. Look at this. This was on a, a Sabbath at the sunsetting of a Sabbath, Matthew 8, 16. It says this. When evening had come, 
They brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Verse 17, listen to this. Healing tied in with the covenant that Jesus has made with us. How many of you know that salvation is in the covenant, but also healing is in the covenant? Let me prove it right here. Let me show you. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. You see, he saved through the cross, but he also heals through the cross. Why does not everybody get healed? Well, I don't know. I know there's a big mystery in the midst of healing, but I also believe that it's in the covenant. We don't dismiss it just because we don't see everyone healed, right? I don't see everyone saved, but I preach the gospel, right? You with me? I don't see everybody saved, but I still preach the gospel. Just because you don't see everybody healed don't mean you don't lay hands on them and pray for them, right? Come on. He did that at sunset. I declare healing with your sunset. When you lay down some of the stuff you need to lay down, I'm believing that God's going to bring some healing in our lives. When the, when the sunset happens, darkness happens. And in 2020, we have seen like a year of sunset. A lot of darkness took place in 2020, right? Do you agree with that? Following a sunset, look what follows a sunset is a sunrise. I, I'm believing for a beautiful sunrise, yes. January 1st, 7.36 a.m., yes. 2021. Woo! Yeah, you should get excited. 7.36. What's the name of y'all's party this Thursday night? Bye-bye 2020 is the party Thursday night. I love that. Bye-bye. 7.36. There's a sunset, but baby, there's also a sun rising. And I got some promises. The Bible promises about sunrises. Look at this one, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Somebody needs to hear that. You need hope in this room because of 2020. I got hope for you today because of the word of God. Listen to what Lamentations says. Through the, mercy, the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. I love that right there. Because if it wasn't for his mercy... We could all be smoked. Because we ain't all that good. You think you're good, but you ain't really that good. And at the core, we really aren't. And I love that. I mean, we're not smoked because of God's mercies. And it goes on to say, because of his compassions, they fail not. They are, look, new every. Come on, go with me, church. You got to preach out back at me. New every. What, what happens in the morning? Sunrise. They're new every morning. What's new? His because his compassions fail not. His compassions toward me and you. Every morning, January the 1st, 7.36 a.m., his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I'm believing for something beautiful to take place at 7.36-2021. I'm not talking about something magical. I'm not talking about Everything is going to be peachy. I'm not talking about COVID's gone. I'm not talking to everybody, but I'm, I'm telling you, something's going to take place. I believe that if you take advantage of it, you get a new perspective, position yourself. God can do something in this new year coming. 
Are you with me on that? That morning, it means dawn. Man, it means day breaking. I tell you what, it's a sunrise. I, I just prophesy over you a new day. A new day, a new year in your life. Come on. God's got something good and new for you. Some of our, our lives in 2020 has been like the night of Jacob. I don't know if you know Jacob, I mean, I've preached on Jacob before and just his whole life with Esau and all that he went through. But there was a night that Jacob got alone with God and there was something beautiful that took place. I'm, I'm just going to read a few of the scriptures. Genesis 32, 34 through 30, uh, 24 through 29. If you have your Bibles, will you turn there? Genesis. Let me tell you where it is in the Bible. Here we go. You ready? Genesis. There you go. Genesis. We were out preaching the gospel one day, and, and we were videoing while we were preaching and talking to folks and just trying to be creative and sharing the gospel. And, and uh, we're asking people, I think, if they knew, uh, you know, what was the first book of the Bible, just getting, getting, you know, people to talk and share. And this guy goes, I know, I know what the first book of the Bible is. I know what the first book of the Bible is. And we got, we got the video on him. He goes, Gemini. Ah, that, was, that was close, I guess, but no, it's not Gemini, it's Genesis. Genesis 32, 24 through 29. Then Jacob was left alone. Somebody said left alone. <laughs> Watch out when you get alone with Jesus. No, I'm serious. It's no joke. You really get alone with God? And a man, capital M, if you're following your capital M, this ain't just Logan man or Zach man. This is capital M man. It says, wrestled with him until the, look, look, breaking of day. Breaking of, until sunrise, till the breaking of dawn, breaking of day, they wrestled all night long. <laughs> now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, this is the man. The capital M man didn't prevail against Jacob. You know why? Jacob was tenacious. Man, that guy was tenacious all his life. It says this, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go. This is the, this is the man, the capital M, God man. Let me go for the day breaks. Something's going to happen, I'm telling you. I'm believing something's going to happen in 20. The day breaks, but he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Here, Jacob's got the man, angel of God or God, wrestling with him. I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. And he said to him, what's your name? He says, Jacob. He said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have, look, struggled. Some of you have struggled in 2020. You have struggled with God. I pray a tenaciousness in you that you'll be like, Jacob, I'm not going to let you go, God, till you bless me. And look what he says. And your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask me my name? And he's blessed him there. See, 
I think that when you respond correctly to the dealings of God, it changes your character. Do you know what I mean by the, the dealings of God and responding correctly? You know what that means? You, I'm talking about you're going through hell, tribulations, narrowed by oppression. Through many tribulations shall you enter the kingdom of God. You're going through tribulations, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I know how I'm going to deal with tribulations. I'm going to go smoke a bowl. I'm going to go, yeah, give me that crack pipe. Let me hit up some of that heroin. Do you think that that's the right dealings? That's not what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about maybe suffering through tribulation, patience through tribulations. I'm talking about allowing God. He loves, he disciplines those he loves. Nobody said it was going to always be peachy Christians, but allowing God to deal. Here he is. Jacob is not running from God. He's not running to a smoke a bowl. He wrestles with God all night long, and God begins to change this man. He changed his name from, from Jacob to Israel. He's changing his character. He's changing everything about him. Man, it's a new day, Jacob. It's a new day. You're going to have a new vision. I'm even changing your name. You're going to have a new character. Everything about you is going to be changed. Matter of fact, you might even have a limp because he did. And if you follow to the end of Jacob's life, when he's blessing his children, he's leaning on a staff. You know why? Because that brother walked with a limp the rest of his life. But though he walked with a limp, he was a new man. He was a, you could be a new woman responding correctly to the ways of God. And he did that. And it was beautiful. And, 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 and the sun broke. And it was a new day. July 1st. January 1st. Don't wait till July. <laughs> we ain't waiting till July. No way, Jesus. We're bleeding for January. And don't wake up January 1st and say, uh, uh, J.O., you didn't do your magic. I'm not talking magic. This wrestling with God was not magic. Man, but you stick in. You, you fight the good fight. You, you let God do the work in your life, your character, change your name. I'm telling you, he wants to do something in each one of our lives because I'm believing that as you position yourself with a new perspective, you're going to see a new day. Come on. You're going to have a new season in your life. How many of you could stand a new season? A new sunrise, a new year. You're going to say, the week says, I am strong. Come on. New anoint, fresh anointing, new light. If you're new to heart of the city church with this new sunrise, new season, new year, like I was mentioning before, in January, we believe in praying and fasting and beginning the year. Listen to me. Don't, don't mark me out right now because you're like, I ain't praying. I ain't fasting, J.O. Well, let me talk you into it. Let me, let me just maybe talk you into it. I've never done it. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't start it for the first time. Jesus, from the get-go, 
fasted 40 days. And then he was hungry. He probably just drank water. We don't know for sure. Moses fasted 40 days, took a little break, 40 more days. And he didn't eat or drink. You should never do that because you'll die. Paul fasted. He was blind, fasted three days, no water, no food. Daniel, 21. On and on and on and on. You want to know a dynamic duo is praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. And that's what we're talking about in January, this dynamic duo of praying and fasting. I want you to do me a favor. If you get that little paper booklet out, Craig put together, I want you to turn to page two for a minute. You might consider opening your phone and putting these dates in there. If you don't think somehow it's going to go from here to your heart, put it in your phone, however you're going to look. But I want to read through page two for a moment, just so that you feel the importance of this. January timeline, January uh, 2nd, next Saturday, all church prayer, 8.30 a.m. till 10, starting with breakfast. Everyone say final meal. That doesn't mean that you don't eat the rest of the time. Everyone's doing something different. And you can look in this booklet at different examples of fasting. But it's going to be the final meal for those who, uh, however they're uh, uh, choosing to fast, it's going to be the final meal for those who's choosing to begin to fast that day. However that looks, if it's Daniel or whatever that may be in your life, Daniel, what have you. And it goes on to say, um, as the launch of 20-day fast, 21-day fast, look at January 14th. Here's another key day. We're going to have, it's a Thursday, and we're going to have an all-church prayer time from 9 to 1 p.m. You can come to the sanctuary and join us in prayer. We're just going to be praying, seeking God, worshiping, and praying on that day, that specific day, January 14th. Now, look at January 18th. These are, this is a beautiful week. Everyone say seek week. Seek. Say that with me again. I need to feel you. Seek, seek week. Seek. Guess what we're doing that week? Seek. What are we doing? Seek. Yes. You're, you're, you're genius. Awesome. Seek week. And you can see the schedule. Man, we try to make it so that anybody can come. Monday morning, 7 a.m. Tuesday, 7 a.m. and noon. Look, look, 7 a.m. and noon. Wednesday, 7 a.m. and noon. Thursday, 7 a.m. and noon. Friday, 7 a.m. And then on Friday night at 7.07, we begin our prophetic conference called The Sound. Say that with me, The Sound. Why Why is it called The Sound, J.O.? Because there's a sound that's above all other sounds. Our head is so full of noise. But there is a sound when we can get rid of all the noise and tap into the sound above all sounds. That sound is the voice of God. Do you think that somehow God quit speaking? No. We quit, we, we quit, we quit hearing. God is still speaking. He, he speaks today. But sometimes... My wife and I went to Lewiston yesterday, came back today, celebrating Christmas. I was trying to find some Christmas music. Sometimes you just got to tune in on the radio to be able to listen. What does prayer and fasting do? It helps you 
tune in. It really helps you tune in to what God's doing and, and what God is saying. Look at page three, flip over right there, and you'll just see an index, table of contents, and it just talks about, look, prayer and fast, why we do it. You can read about that. When and how, what? Many options for invitation for unity. There's different options. Here's three different food uh, suggestions or non-food items, final tips, things to remember. There's two prayer models in here. There's a beautiful prayer model. I call it, you know, the disciples' prayer or the Jesus' prayer, you know, our Father in heaven. And it goes through that beautiful model, but there's also the tabernacle prayer, Old Testament prayer. It is a wonderful, if you don't know how to pray, here's two beautiful models to help kick it off. One of the greatest ways that you can learn to pray is to get with other people and pray. Yep. We do. We walk around, we pray, and we're just seeking God. It's not about you saying words perfectly, wearing a long robe, saying long prayers. It's not about any of that at all. It's about us seeking the face of God. Yep. And so I want to invite you uh, to that. Next week, how many of you get our weekly emails? Raise your hand. No, 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 there's got to be more of that. You get our weekly emails, raise your hand. That means that you're not signed up. That means that you really, you, you miss so much stuff and then you get mad at me. Jail, we didn't know. Well, we send out emails every week. I'm just, I got to be real for a minute. That's shocking. You don't get our emails. You need to go to the website because we're sending out a book. It's uh, Frank DiMazio's book. It's free. You don't have to pay one cent for it. And it's called 21 Prayers that enlarge, to Enlarge Your Life. And you can go through it. It's, it's a prayer. It's a prayer about this long and then scriptures to support that prayer on that day, 21 days, and you can go through that. Are you following me? So please go to the website. Let, man, I'd love to see 100%. You get our emails and you know what's up. Man, some of you leaders didn't even raise your hand. It's like, and you're mad at me because you don't know about prayer next Saturday. And that we're having breakfast. And we have seek week. And we're going to be seeking God together. Come on, make sure you go to the website and join there. Why pray? Why should we pray together? Listen to the scripture, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Oh, Jail, I've heard that a hundred times. Well, really hear it. Listen to what it says. If my people, right, I could just preach that. It doesn't say those that are, you know, slamming dough. No, no, it says if my people... Who's his people? The church. If my people who are called by my name, that's the church, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and look, turn from their wicked ways. Let me go back to the very first word. Two, word, two letters. If. You think God does everything on his own? I got news for you. You're wrong. There is many things that's conditional and many things that are unconditional. There's things that God's going to do no matter what you do. And there's things that God is waiting on to do to see what you do. 
You don't like that theology? I got one scripture that backs it up. If my people. And it goes on to say, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Look what he will do. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Prayer, look, look, ushers in forgiveness, ushers in healing. Man, I tell you what, it can change our nation. You can vote, and that's a good thing. You may or may not change the nation by your vote. But you can pray, and our nation will change. Why fast? It's a crazy dynamic duo. I'm going to take a moment and read this passage of fasting in Isaiah. And some of you are like, I've never fasted, I'm never going to fast, and you got your volume off on me right now. And maybe this is exactly what you need to listen to to see your husband change, your marriage change, your business change, and your life changed. Listen to what it says in Isaiah about, listen to this. Everyone say with this with me, the chosen fast. This is the chosen fast. Listen to what it says. It's going to be up there. I need you to go with me. Just follow. It says this. Is not, is this not the fast that I have chosen? Look what it does. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break the yoke. See, fasting is powerful. And it goes on to say, is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor and the cast out? Then you will see the naked, and they will cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Everyone say this with me, own flesh. Own flesh. I started thinking about that. Galatians talks about the works of the flesh or the fruit of the Spirit. And man, I have seen a lot of work of the flesh in 2020, yo. You should just read the work of the flesh and just go, is the work of the flesh in me or am I producing the fruit of the Spirit? And it's just that easy. Is, is work of flesh happening in me? Or the fruit of the Holy Spirit happening in me? And I'll just leave it at that. You should go to Galatians and just check that out. Goes on to say, look, look. Then your light, look, shall break forth like the morning. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Somebody say sunrise. sunrise. It's going to sunrise. going to break forth. That light is illumination. That light is like the dawn. That breaking forth is like a ripping, a breaking open. Come on. What fasting does? Wow. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory, uh, I'm sorry, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. You shall call and the Lord will answer. You're like, Man, I haven't heard from God. I haven't got an answer. This may be key right here. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your mist, the point of the finger, and speaking wickedness. Another thing I've seen in 2020 is just like Christians just, it's like, man, I just want to break some fingers. Stop, stop the point of the fingers at each other. Wow, I don't want to do it. You don't, like, like, 
like Bob Dylan said, I don't want to judge nobody. Don't want to be judged. Right? Don't point your finger at me and I won't point my finger at you. We need to stop all that. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, look, then your light shall dawn in darkness and your darkness shall be as noonday. Satisfy your soul in drought. Man, if I had drought this year, I'm telling you right now, I felt like a drought when I had COVID. Wow. And strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden. How do you like that? A water. You're like a big old tomato plant, palm tree, grapes, strawberries. Come on, butter beans. You're just like a green garden. You don't look like one of those cactus plants. And like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Malachi 4.2, listen to this. Malachi 4.2, listen to this. But you who fear my name, the sun, S-U-N, of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. You will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. I believe it's all tied into praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. Let me close with this. Fasting is not just about eating healthy. Though, Fasting is very healthy. Very. I studied it years ago. Way healthy. But we don't do it just for healthiness. Fasting is not just a diet. Though last year after I finished 21 days fasting, I got on the scale. And I was the lightest I'd been in a long time. But that's not the deal. Fasting is not just about being hungry. Though when Jesus fasted, the Bible said he was hungry. The devil tempted him and says, why don't you turn those rocks into bread? It's not about that. And by the way, I have failed miserably fasting. I was on a fast. My buddy, pastor friend of mine years ago, about 1994, calls me and says, hey, let's go see this new movie, Braveheart. Sounds like a great movie to me and I go to the movie can I tell you what they cook at the movies popcorn butter awesome smelling popcorn Braveheart is a long movie right after Braveheart here I am. I'm trying my best to fast. I drive my little Volkswagen Bug to Albertsons. I get out my Volkswagen Bug. I go right down the aisle, and I see these double-stuffed Oreo cookies, pink. I grab a pack. Devil, get behind me. I'm not listening to no demon tonight. I'm just going to... these. I grab that pack. I go get me a quart of milk, and I go... I just go up there, pay pay that money. I get in my Volkswagen bug and just start slamming Oreos. 
My mouth was cut up and sore. So don't tell me about failing. I have failed miserable at fasting. But let me tell you what fasting really is about. Fasting is about knowing God. Fasting is about drawing near to God. Fasting and prayer is about sacrifice. Fasting is about death to my flesh. How do you think sin came into the world? How's sin come to the world? Pornography? No, eating a piece of fruit. That's how it came into the world. So guess what? You want to know how sin leaves? You stop eating. <laughs> Big turkey, turkey stuffing and huh? And I'm I'm not gonna stop eating the whole time. I'm doing like a Daniel fast, but I'm saying, boy, I tell you what, it's way different. What is fasting about? It's about finding freedom. Listen to me. It's about seeking God, hearing from heaven. It's about healing. It's about a new day. Come on, it's about God moving in our midst, church. It's about I'm not looking to politics or the things of this world. Man, I'm knocking on heaven. I'm looking for God to move in our midst. Right? That's what prayer and fasting is about, turning to God. Would you consider praying and fasting with us? I remember the first time I fasted, it was very scary for me. I was with a bunch of dudes. We went up to fast, and I was like, what's going to happen? Am I going to die? Believe me, you're not going to die. You'll probably live way, way better. And I'm like all paranoid. I'm like, I'm drinking water and lemon juice, and all these other guys seem very old to me. And I mean, we're fasting, man. And I'm like, what's it going to do? Is it going to mess up? I think it's going to mess up my blood sugar and all this. And it's like, no, it might help your blood sugar. Been eating that caramel and you're like, you're already jacked up, right? It's amazing what fasting will do. Consider that starting next Saturday. And then we go into the sound. And can I tell you what's going to happen at the sound? I prophesy with my eyes open. God's going to meet us because <laughs> he's faithful. And the four people we're bringing in, you're going to get your socks blessed off. <laughs> Guarantee you that.